0: All right, welcome everybody. We got another episode of Twenty One Going On Seventy Seven. I am uh, one of the hosts. My name is Dwight. My at is at five one seven to the letters T O two one four. Um, I'm here joined again for another week with the brains of the operation, Young S J at S J Basketball Eight. How you feeling, family?
1: I'm feeling all right doing good
0: cool 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 so <clears throat> excuse me we're gonna get right into it um real talk man this is probably like the the boringest most boring week we've had in navs for a while nothing really popped off so um only thing really took place was summer league yeah. and i gotta keep it real i was really focused on summer league before it started because you know, I wanted to see what Ty Terry had. The mother dudes we got, I had no belief in already. I think it's the probability of them contributing to an NBA team is low. But Ty Terry was the first pick. Of the, he's 31 pick. That's the equivalent of a, of a you know, a low first round pick. Some teams prefer a pick in the 31 to 35 over uh, 25 to 30 because they ain't got to guarantee the money um, the same way. So that's not some throwaway pick, right? They, you know, Ty Terry, they had they had a plan for him. Um, they also gave him the same contract that they gave Jalen Brunson two, three years ago, well, three years ago when they pretty much guaranteed his whole joint. So I'm saying all that to say I have somewhat high expectations for Ty Terry in summer league. You know, Buddy, I know he had his time away, um, whatever personal situation he had. But I expect to see a little bit of something in the summer league. I expect him to set it on fire. I know he a little dude, but especially, you know, summer league guards typically dominate, especially guards who can shoot, get their shot off. And I expect him to cook it. I gotta keep it real i I watch i only watch for him i ain't gonna hold you young sj i don't i don't know fam um i've been pretty loud about it on the timeline but i'll put it in here man i'm packing him up and shipping him to canada as soon as i can if possible what do you think ma'am
1: oh to sum it all up they (laughs) stink no offense we're currently we're on four we lost the kings today after the guy we signed to the two-way contract i still okay i'm just gonna say eugene his last name i still don't have it down 100 so i'm not gonna attempt to say it. but eugene got popped in the head <laughs> yeah. after a hard foul um so yeah he he's our new two-way guy after we let Bay go and i mean just to, they they're not very good they're not good yeah. and i know I was excited to see Tarot Terry as well. He was, you know, they told us Josh wasn't gonna play, so he was the guy that I was really looking at because, you know, honestly, Nathan Hinton, he wasn't about to be a a contributor, a contributor on this team. Like that just was not gonna happen. So I didn't really have any expectations for him, but. Terry, I I really didn't. I I don't know, and I I know you said on the timeline that you don't think his body is ever going to be ready, you know, to play like big minutes in the NBA, and I would I would have to agree with that. He he's just too. I don't think he to me his right now his I won't say ceiling, but it's it's looking like. A bench, you know, role would be best for him because yeah, he he won't be able to guard anything yeah. <laughs> out there, and yeah, yeah, the rest of them just stink. Yeah, I, no, Uno. He, he, he was he, a fan favorite.
0: Yeah, Ty Terry dies on screens, and I don't, I don't see that changing. And I know most guards do, but like, it's I mean, it's summer league, bro, and he just. I don't ever think he's going to be able to – I just don't ever think he's going to be able to play defense and even uh, below average, even a D plus, C minus level. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to emphasize how bad he's been defensively.
1: No, no, you're right. Like, it's it's been a tough watch. And offensively, he has a little something. I don't think he can run anybody's offense – um but you know he has a you know he has a little bit of game it's not that he has no skills at all it's just that his game there's nothing to me right now that's standing out that would have him play a lot of minutes and it was like a big debate on the timeline today I, I ruffled a little feathers I guess because I was making the point that none of these rookies like they they have not shown anything that would justify them playing more, you know, other than Josh Green. And to me, he's, he was the only one that like really had a shot to be a, like a real meaningful contributor on like a playoff team. And I mean, it, I, I, that's ringing true, you know, with the Summer League team. You can see we have no, we, we don't have a young core for the future. Like, you know, all the other, I, I see people all the time on the, timeline they're just so happy for their young guys and I'm like damn <laughs> I'm like you know like a little <laughs> jealous because you're like damn there's no like young guy that you feel that way like you're ex- I'm excited for Josh Green. like watching him in his limited minutes you know in the Olympics and he, he was good you know I, I like seeing those flashes but it's, it's just him right now I don't I'm not a Terry believer <laughs> I'm off that train yeah I don't think it's gonna work out for him Nate Hinton He he's a good like a locker room guy and a good you know bench you know hype guy but that's about it for him and that that's about it so i think i think the i think this goes back to the draft you know for the mavs like they i i mean clearly i'm not getting paid to to scout or do anything of the sort so I'm not going to try to tell people how to do their job, but the drafting philosophy is a little worrying for the Mavs. Given the state that they're in, like, you have a young superstar. He's, like, pretty much, you know, among the youngest on your team. And you're you're not – he's good enough to the point where you're not in the lottery, so you're not going to have lottery picks – where you can kind of spend to draft guys that can be projects. I think if you're having late picks, like we had the 18th pick, I don't think you go project at that pick. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have to get guys that are ready to contribute now. And I think the problem with Josh Green, he was touted, you know, as a ready-to-go guy. Like, they were telling us that he was ready to go. So when he came in, obviously, you know, fans were expecting him to be ready to go, but that wasn't the case. And you know, it, it's it's hard as well when you're wasting roster spots on guys that aren't playable. So, like, Trey yeah. Burke can't really play. You know, last year we had one that he really couldn't play. James Johnson couldn't really play for, you know, big minutes. But those guys had to get big minutes because we wasted roster spots on four projects. So, so it's just the the whole thing <laughs> is a little wonky, but like I said, I'm, I'm not getting paid to do it, so they can yeah. figure it out.
0: Yeah. I I don't mean to – I feel like I've, you know, ranted about all the stuff on the timeline, but one of the – in my opinion, obviously, I'm not a GM, but in the math situation, just like you said, they should have drafted a player that was ready to contribute right away, even if the ceiling was low um, in 2020. But – that if they picked in those spots, but if it was me, I'd have packaged all them shits up and got a player that could play. That's just me. I think once you have the guy on your team, um, like you have a star, and like you said, Luca's so good. Like man, we people tell me we're gonna be a playing team, blah blah blah. Like I, I really, I won't be amazed if it happens, but I just Luca's Luca, man. Like there's certain players that are just so good. Them and four mediocre NBA players is a 45 to 50 win team, right? And I think Luke is at that point. So once you get one of those guys, the time to like kind of be developing projects is kind of, to me, flu- that, that ship is sailed. And um, <laughs> like, you know, Josh Green, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think Ty Terry will be in the NBA in like two or three years. And while let me be a, go ahead and put it out here, I I guess hell, we can make this a topic. But I'm even though I think Josh Green will be in the league, and actually, Josh Green can play. He he like right now he can play. He should have been seeing the court over West Wandu last year. He should have been seeing the court. I don't know. Actually, maybe he should have been seeing the court over James Johnson last year. Like I don't think Josh Green is some star. And even though I just was saying I would have packed him up on draft night, um, I do think he's an NBA player. Uh, He's athletic and, like, he can pass, surprisingly. He has a good feel for the game, but he just can't shoot. And, you know, I think he has upside for defense, but he can't shoot. And I don't – man, he got the worst layup package I've ever seen in the NBA. But – you know, he's raw. He's a young player, so he'll tighten up. So I, uh, if we don't send Josh Green to Canada or somewhere, I actually want to see him get minutes. Uh, like you said, it's it's kind of weird because uh, you brought this up, I think, on the timeline the night of the draft or the night of free agency, I should say. Like, where is he going to play? Like, how is he going to get minutes? Um, you know, Reggie Bullock is going to play. You, Sterling Brown is going to play. So, and Tim is back. And I think Tim came back with the expectation that he's going to start. So, when is Josh going to play? You yeah, know? I think
1: Sterling Brown took his minutes. That's, yeah. I was a little confused at that. Yeah. I mean, he can learn from the end of the bench, so.
0: To me, when I see Josh, I feel like he he's the type of dude his – he has to play. He got to work that out. Like, he needs to play. A bad team should have taken him. Like, like I said, a project and we should have took someone even with a lower ceiling. But either way it goes, he ain't playing a summer league. The math stink, as you say. And um, I'll, I'll keep it real. Uh, I I don't know why I just maybe this week I just kind of got burned out on that stuff I've been so deep into it between this pod and just being a fan that I you know I watched to see what Ty Terry had but I haven't even really I watched Cade and uh Cade and Jalen I watched that matchup but outside of that I just don't care this year uh because the Mavs don't have any young dudes
1: yeah I think summer league is something I saw and I think the tweet said something like, um, like summer league, you get excited for it and then you know, you start to watch it and after five minutes, you're kind of like, Oh, okay, I understand. You know, like you you remember that, oh, it's just summer league. I think that's that I watched, like you said, I watched the K matchup. I watched A couple of the earlier games after that, yeah, I was was good off Summer League. (laughs) It's just you can see all the flashes and, you know, people are going to post all the highlights on the timeline. Outside of that, it's just guys just gunning, you know, trying to show off their games. So, you know, if you're a big two, Summer League is pointless for you. I was was hoping for Moses Brown, you know, to play if he would have gotten some burn. By the same time, I don't know if they would have allowed him to play his game with the way how the guards have been. You know going on but yeah that's that's intriguing to me do you think they're looking to hold him out for a trade
0: yeah i, I think i i guess we can make this a topic and i think dragic is gonna end up here one way or another um i, I really do i don't think they're gonna let me, buy-
1: hmm, wait let me pose the question okay so you say this right So the rule is looking like that it's going to be a buyout. Like Mavs is looking like they if I think if anything, if like if they're going to trade, like because the Mavs, they don't have like many trade packages, you know. So I think um, I think the one, you know, trade package, I think they pull the trigger on Laurie before they trade for Dragic. But so I think they're looking for a buyout for him. So if he gets bought out, I know he says he wants to come to the Mavs, all that. But do you really think like if i'm um, I'm thinking about like if Milwaukee calls him <laughs> and says hey, Dragic, come play. do you really think and there's minutes to be had, you know, especially if it's a if it's the Lakers, like I understand picking Dallas over the Lakers because Lakers has have a ton of guards and you know minutes and all that. so i I get that. but if if like or Denver <laughs> is calling you to come start because you know Jamal's out. do you really think? He he's gonna pick Dallas over that.
0: Yes. Really. It, I, I also I'm of the opinion that he they're gonna because tr- I, I I was kind of loud that they were gonna buy him out on the timeline. I was wilding because I you know I didn't I watched the Heat and Drogic quote unquote had a down year in the regular season. I guess the playoffs somewhat, but you know. I kind of went back and was like, man, why are we so excited about getting him? And I got to digging into the numbers, watch, you know, a string of his games towards the end of the season. Johnny can still play, bro. No, he's not getting bought out, SJ. Yeah. He's not getting bought out. I, I don't, I just don't believe it. He, it would have to be the favor of all favors. I think they're going to trade for him. I think somebody, if it's not the Mavs, somebody's gonna trade for him because he can still play and even though he's old um like Dragic still even when they took that broom from milwaukee he still can go
1: but who would trade for him though this this is what i'm thinking because he his salary is like it's like weird. if you're thinking about contenders like yeah. for a 19 million dollar salary you're probably moving off of somebody somebody that you'd like to keep you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. is, is Drogic, like, for, you know, the Lakers, they don't have any money to even think about, you know, taking, right, you know, right. taking in someone like dragage. And you're looking at Milwaukee. They don't have space either. $19 million. Yeah, they don't, taking, have, they don't have matching yeah. salary. Yet. Yeah. So a lot of these contenders, outside of their top guys, they don't have matching salaries for it. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, that's, that's why I'm like trade some, I don't, I don't see someone else swooping in for a trade as really a threat. It, it's more of, I think the Raptors just, it's just, they would like, they would trade him. But if you're not trying to give something that, val- you know, not a little valuable, I guess, like you said, he can still play. It's not like he's, you know, a bummer or anything. He can still play. They'll just keep him. <laughs> There's, he's expiring money at the end of the yeah. day. You know he's not really hurting them.
0: I the think. The- uh, I think the way it's going to play out is I don't. I think. I, like I said, I apologize. I was loud saying this wasn't going to happen. But as I dig deeper into it, I do think it's going to happen. I think he's going to start the season in Toronto. I think they're going to try to be good. I think they're going to fail, and I think they'll somebody. Because you got to think about it. His contract is 19.1. You only got a match within, what is it? You can, you basically just have to send out like, I think 14-ish, it might be 15-ish million in salary to, to trade for him legally. And I think there's some team that maybe is a little better than I anticipated. It, it won't be the Lakers. It won't be Brooklyn. It won't be um, the the quote-unquote name brand teams. But Maybe it'll
1: be like a team like us. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. it's
0: going to be somebody like us that maybe bump up, maybe hell, maybe Boston packages. This will be super ironic. Josh Mm -hmm. Green and uh, I mean, Josh Richardson and like another four million dollar player and just grab him. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be something like that. But I think he's going to start the season in Toronto. He's a pro. I don't think he's going to bully his way out. Now, here's where I think the conditions under which he maybe actually does get bought out is like, man, that's the thing. His salary is it's big, but it's not that big. That's why somebody will trade for him. And I think if no one trades for him whatsoever or he, he's hurt, then I can see the conditions under which he gets bought out. But I think Toronto, because Toronto has nothing to lose by holding on to him. People talk about, oh, it's going to make his agent mad. Like, it's Toronto, bro. They don't... Who's it's Toronto? They yeah, long... I can
1: see playing out, like, not to cut you off, I can see playing out, like, a JJ situation, like JJ Reddick, Yeah. past trade deadline. Yeah, like, especially if the Raptors are, like, just bad. Like, they're, they're yeah. like, I can see where it's, like, maybe he's waiting to get bought out, and they yeah. might come to an agreement about getting bought out, and someone at the last minute says, hey, we have a trade package and you said hey instead of buying you out we're gonna at least get an asset so i could also see that too
0: you know and i think when it comes down to the get down i think one of them 20 either your ty terry or even josh green i think we gonna go ahead and pull the trigger because i mean and you say like dog that that's lucas guy like they friend friends I'm old. I've been a fan for a while and he's literally the first player to say Dallas on the record like I want to go there. Like I've never heard that. There's been reports, there's been rumors, there's been speculation but that man, you I mean, I don't speak Slovenian but Google Translate and the fellow Slovenians we got on Twitter it's like, yeah, that man said Dallas. I heard Dallas. I understood that part. So And I heard, understood Lucas. So I think he's going to end up here one way or another, even if we have to do a slight overpay. I just think it's destined. I think it's meant to be. Um, And I I just think he's going, he won't stand up here. I don't, because there's no real contender he can go to to get heavy minutes and even Denver. I mean, are they really better than us? Like, like if he joins Dallas playing with his man's, like, I don't know. I think they, I think they got as good a good shot as, we would have as good a shot as they would, you know, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think he's going to end up here. I think we literally just, even if you remove the Luca relationship, like objectively, it makes sense for him to come here. That's why I think it's going to happen. Like remove all feelings, remove all, that's Lucas boy, remove all of just pure basketball. He, of all players that are alleged to be available, either in free agency or uh, allegedly available for a trade, like, dog, he, he's number one, even if him and Luca didn't know each other from from anybody, from anywhere. So that's why I think it's going to happen one way or another. And the Josh Green, you we, we got off on a tangent, but you asked this question about, are they holding out Moses Brown for that? Yes. I think Moses Brown, Dwight, or maxi and one if not both of them young boys we drafted in 2020 is headed to canada yeah so
1: I, I think i hope it's honestly like I, I know you feel different but i i do not want to trade josh green for jogging terry can go terry can definitely go but not not josh green not for jogging i trade josh green for for somebody else not jogging just because i feel like He's the only one that can turn into something. At the end of the day, you're going to need cheap guys, you know, playing on cheap contracts where you have their bird rights as well, where you can sign them when things get tough. You know, Luca's in his Supermax days, KP with his max contract. I just feel like he has value, you know, and the, the, uh, he's a little – I'm not saying he's more valuable than Dragic by any means, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 35-year-old Dragic versus – 19 year old Josh Green. Mm, I think depending on what you want, what you're looking for, what you're looking to trade for, I think Josh Green can swing you maybe a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I've been loud that I'm shipping him to Canada and he's had his flaws, but Josh can play. I disagree because I, we're going to touch on it uh, on our next segment, but I, uh, I'm shipping, I just, let me be clear, I just don't care about youth or development once you have the guy. Let me put that out there. Like, you know, I bring this up, uh, I think I brought this up on the timeline and here I don't remember, but man, as soon as the Bucs realized Giannis was the guy, they shipped up every draft pick they could. Like, no exaggeration. Even when that, like, they traded a first and a second for Eric Bledsoe and paid it didn't work out. Well, we shipping out three first round picks for Drew Holiday. Like as soon as they realized Giannis was the man, his development curve wasn't as fast as Luca's. But once they realized he's the dude, they're like, yeah, we we need other dudes around him. So fuck. These but here's
1: picks. the difference with Luca and those guys. Like you could say the same for. I mean, not really, not really the same since a lot of their guys are homegrown. I was gonna say the Suns, but a lot of their guys are homegrown. But, um, but the difference is, Giannis had, you know, they didn't identify. I mean, they were working with Giannis, obviously trying to develop him as the guy. But they, you know, he wasn't the clear cut the guy till his, I would say, his fourth year. Maybe was when he started to really pop. Yeah. And um, Luca, is by his you know kind of immediately yeah. you know, by his second year he was the guy, the guy. So like I think the by then it's a little it's it's hard because there's no lot there are no lottery picks where you know that can de- develop alongside him. And not to say Giannis had lottery picks, but you know him and Middleton, you know they got Middleton early. They were able to like develop alongside each other, you know. Yeah. Luca doesn't. I mean, the only guy that you could say close to developing alongside him is Brunson, <laughs> you know. And at the yeah. end of the day, Brunson still has a you know a very limited ceiling, you know, given he was a second round pick anyway. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's I like Brunson. I actually think Brunson's going to be better next year.
1: <laughs> Me too. But
0: yeah. the, he's my height, you know. He's six one. Um. Okay, Flex. I'm not. I'm saying that in a derogatory way. <laughs> like, I'm not even... I, like, I'm just saying, that's it's tall-ish for a regular human being, but it's not... Like, in the league, that's, you know, that's a little guy. There's only... It's going to be hard to really be... To even be on the court unless you're Chris Paul or one of the elite of the elites at that height with the money on the line, you know? Yeah. So, and... I love, like I said, I think Jalen's going to be really good, but from an athletic standpoint, Jalen not really quick like that, you know? So I think defensively, he does some brain-dead stuff, but physically, there's he can only be so good defensively, right? So I say all that to say I hear you, and I'm not saying we don't need young players. Like, to me, I would like to – I think we can start – Drafting young players with the expectation that they contribute and develop after we get five good basketball players in our starting lineup. Does that make sense?
1: That's fair. But the problem with this management is they're going thrift shopping for those starters. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no end in sight.
0: (laughs) Yeah. that. That's a whole nother ball game. I don't yeah, even want to nice get story. into it. We, we we try to keep this short. So I don't even want to get started on the boys, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, um, I think the young, I think between Moses Brown, uh, Josh Green and Ty Terry, I think they all getting packed up. And I, I think two of them are getting packed up for Dragic. And I think the other one is probably going to get packed up, uh, next summer, because I think they're going to try to trade for another star, depending on how the season goes, so that's, I think Drogic's going to end up as a Maverick, and I actually I'm going to keep it real, man, um, you said this when we I forget which episode it was but you were like, Kyle Lowry's my number one free agent, but I want Drogic over Mike Conley and yeah. when you said it, I was like man, I saw a bold statement, actually, I kind of thought you was wild. <laughs> uh, you were right bro um, I hate to admit this well, I don't hate <laughs> to admit it but like fam you were right like I went Dog, Drogic was Drogic in the bubble was going the fuck off like it was not he was not a role player this was all star borderline
1: star yes
0: he was giving you 21 a night he was the leading scorer not Bam not Jimmy until he broke, hurt his foot and I'm like you know so much stuff has happened you forget like dog, that was in october of last year that wasn't like ancient history that wasn't
1: and he's a low maintenance like point guard like if if you're gonna put a point guard next to luca you need a like a low maintenance point guard like he could he could play off ball he could play with a ball you know he he was running bench units in miami when he was should have he was better than none but he was um he was coming off the bench so he could run the bench unit. He was phenomenal. Like, he was one of the leading six man of the year candidates in oh. 2019, 2020. I, re- I remember. I was like, Dragage is going off. So, yeah, he I envision him, if he's here, running the bench. You know, Brunson doesn't have that playmaking burden on him. You know, he could just score. You know, Dragage is running the unit. I, I, I see it. That That's why I, I liked it. Not to say he's better than Conley, because I think Conley's better, but just, you know, on the team fit wise. And for the cost, that that's why I had that take.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I think you're right. I, I, like, we're all, in my opinion, the ceiling of this team, like, you know, it, it's all about the playoffs. Like, Luca and the dudes they got, they could be anywhere. I think they could be up to a three seed if everything breaks right. Um, I got to come out, I got to re- reveal my truth about something. Here in a couple minutes. And I think I'm going to get packed up because my corner of Twitter totally disagrees. And I, I know for a fact you do. But um, I don't even want to say it. It do not even feel right speaking it out loud. But man, I think Tall Man is going to be good next year. Let me be very That's clear. Good. I don't think he's, I'm not saying he's going to be back and be this dominant force for the remainder of his contract. But I look at it from the aspect of, usually like bigs like him. And I looked into, you know, how long it took dudes to come back from meniscus injuries. I think Tall Man's gonna be really good next year. It might be good next year and then hurt the year after, but I, I think Tall Man's gonna come back. I think you put him, we get Drogic. Uh, I think he would help Drogic just because I we need somebody else that can create our own shot. Not just for Luca, but for KP too, to like free him up. Cause KP be trying to 7 4, take 6 6 dudes off the dribble. And it's like, Fernando, that that's not gonna work, my guy. Cause mm-hmm. no one else can really get him a shot other than Luca or even get him. You know, I think he'll get better at getting to his spots, but he's a big, he's 7 4. Every big like that needs somebody to, to get him his shots. And I think a Drajic will, will even help him
1: yeah i agree i agree um yeah i think i think he's gonna be good next year too i don't think he's gonna gain that still don't think he's gonna gain his mobility back fully but i think he's gonna be better this yeah. year as well yeah but speaking of the upcoming season um i mean we're still talking about off season moves but we also thought it'd be a good idea to do a way too early power rankings where we do one for each conference just to you know based on offseason moves to see who are the teams you expect to kind of be good be bad and such so we can start since let me ask a question first um a lot has been made about you know after this offseason about how oh the east is finally better than the west you know for the first time in a while And, I mean, I would have to agree. I think the East is better, especially when I did my rankings. Like, when I got down to, you know, especially the middle of the, you know, pack. I -hmm. think the East is a little deeper. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm just looking at the standings from last year. And, you know, you go 1 through 11 in the East. And, like, it was basically towards the bottom. You had Washington. uh, You had Indiana you have Charlotte and you have Chicago and every single one of those teams got better. (laughs) Like those, none of those are like easy wins. That's 11 teams. Like you, I don't care. You could be the best team in the NBA. You're not just going to show up and pop any of those Mm -hmm. teams. You're going to have to play them. And I just, there's like, okay. I think, and, and honestly, even Toronto, um, that makes it 12. Now, I do think Toronto's going to stink. I think they know they're going to stink. And I think this is all posturing with Dragic to extract maximum value. But it wouldn't shock me if, you know, uh, OG takes a step, Scotty Barnes hits the ground running. Um, you know, I like Fred Van Fleet. Hell, say they hold on to Dragic, he's playing. He, you know, he's what he was uh, in 1920. it went like that's now that's 12 teams the only easy dubs is detroit orlando and cleveland and even them teams don't stink stink they got talent like yeah they make uh, it's like houston i I like their rookies You, you looking at the back of the west houston i like the rookies but they rookies right okc is definitely gonna stink and I'm gonna keep it real with you. I think New Orleans is gonna stink again too.
1: Oh, really? Okay. So, okay. With that being said, so what? What are your okay? So your rankings, eleven through fifteen, for the West.
0: Eleven through fifteen for the West. Yes. Okay. So we'll
1: start start with fifteen. So we'll go backwards. But, so who's the team that you think is gonna stink the most in the West?
0: I think it's gonna be OKC.
1: Yeah. Okay. We have that in common. Okay. Yeah. Go I, back and
0: forth. Either, all right. Who you who you got fifteen in the in the East? Or are we just doing it straight up, up to 14?
1: Oh, we're doing it, yeah, straight up, backwards. Okay, okay, 14,
0: okay. 13, yeah. Okay, so who you got for 14 in the, in the West?
1: I got the Rockets like you said, their, their rookies are going to be nice. Their rookies are going to get up a lot of shots, but I see a lot of, you know, inefficiency, you know, then going go shoot the ball. Well, you know, I see just, it's going to be a, an ugly mess. I think the fans is going to be ugly, but it's going to be very promising, you know? So yeah, the Rockets, they're going to stink.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. We two for two on that. Okay. I just, cause those, those are dudes that, the rock they have a lot of talent this is all dudes that want to get their shots off like, exactly yeah. those are dudes that like the Rockets will be a fun 2k team mm-hmm. but, high-paced but, team a lot of got, shots
1: would be taken
0: a lot of athletes yeah. like you're gonna be you're gonna have fun with them on 2k but as far as actual real basketball no nah, no yeah
1: all right um, what's your
0: 13th 13th Whew. Man, I think the bottom finally falls out in Sacramento and they fire mm. Luke Walton. Cause uh mm. I just they it's just like it's so weird because I like uh I like my man from Baylor, uh Mitchell. Mitchell,
1: David off night, Mr. It, off night. Off night, there, there we go. Name.
0: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I know his last name, I don't know what school he went to, but I forgot his first name. But David. I, I like him. I like Tyrese. I love Darren Fox. I just don't think, like, they didn't change their coach. They got this weird thing happening with Buddy Hill. Like, bro, you can't do that. Like, he got to go somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we probably need to say this for another episode, but we need to figure out. I think that'd be fun. Like, where the hell is he going? Where, you know, I think Dragic is going here, but maybe not. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Like, they got to do something with Buddy Hill to... To, to like because they just ain't gonna work and i think same thing with uh marvin bagley they had they like bro they just got too much volatility and nothing has changed they didn't fire the coach you got young dudes trying to get paid that's just a recipe for disaster so i got them 13.
1: that's interesting that's interesting i mean just i i kind of i agree that it might get volatile. Like, I'm, I wasn't thinking about that, but yeah, it might blow up, honestly, in this season, but I had the Spurs. I had them finally, like, finally, like, finally at the bottom of the, like, even when they were – because, you know, they've missed the playoffs two years in a row now. They've been bad, but they haven't been, like, you know, bad, bad. Like, they've been, like, just missed the playoffs bad, you know? Like, now I think they finally, like, dropped to the bottom. Like, their ac- acquisitions made no sense. It looks like they're not even done. It looks like that Young – be, I heard him to t- the sons. That that's another scary oh, element. But I heard, oof. yeah, I did, the I, didn't, and I
0: didn't know that. That's scary. That is scary. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I heard him and the sons are the ones you know in most talks. But yeah. So they just, I I think they just signed a bunch of random people. Like they just had a random offseason to me. So I think, and they you know they lost their leading scorer for the past you know two or so years so and the guy they're leading assisting guy too <laughs> so they they you know the rosen was a big hole and i think i do think they fall to the bottom and I, I have the kings right above them so i'll just you know you already talked about the Kings. so yeah, yeah i had the kings for my 12th team
0: i uh yeah, I got the reason why I got the Spurs is my 12 team. Oh, okay. The reason why I got them over the Kings is just Pop is Pop. Like, yeah, Pop is Pop. He, you're right. They, he's, he's yeah. gonna steal. He's gonna steal some wins that he shouldn't. Um, I like some of the young pieces. They, they. It's weird. They have a bunch of really solid basketball players with no stars, and I think yeah. that with no coaching, I mean, with no coaching, with good coaching. Mm-hmm. They, they won't be a dumpster fire they won't fall off as much as because they won the Tennessee last year i I put them at twelve um who you who you got for eleven
1: okay so my eleven team I had hmm this one was hard I, I was going back and forth back and forth back and forth with this one but I had the grizzlies Ooh, Yeah
0: yes oh man okay you gotta elaborate on that man
1: i had them narrowly just just missing the playing games
0: okay i did did.
1: um just because i didn't love their off season to me Valentinus was a big part and i know jaren jackson missed a lot of games and they were still good but to me I did I just did not love their offseason I think they went they thought future you know with this offseason and they thought okay we're not going to be good enough so let's you know take on you know bad contracts get picks you know they went that route so I think I think it's gonna hurt them that they went that route I'm not gonna lie
0: yeah I feel you I, I I could definitely see it um I won't be totally shocked I just think I think Ja I think Ja one of them ones, man. I, I, I think Ja Morant and four decent NBA players is 500. And they got better than decent NBA players around him. And I don't think 500 is the 11 seed. So I, uh, I, yeah. I, I hate, I do hate, let me be clear. I hate their off season for all the reasons that you said. I just think Ja Morant said good. And I think he's going to get better. I just, I think he's that guy. Um, my 11th is the aforementioned New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get Laurie, I will somewhat raise they sell into the play-in. But I just, what they do just from a basketball standpoint, that, that should make sense. And, I you know, I like Devontae Graham a little more than most, but that's the guy. Like, I don't even like Lonzo like that, but he gets his guys shots. He gets his guys. He gets the ball circulating. That ain't Devontae Graham. That just ain't him. Okay. So I, 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 I'm i putting him at 11 just because I think Zion is that good and I like B.I. and I want to believe in Willie Green, but yeah. Yeah.
1: I I will I I think they take a step so I have them I'm a little higher on them I guess than you because my we can start with playing teams um so we can do we can do two two here so for your two lower level playing teams so nine and ten I'll start with ten I had the Timberwolves I do think they're gonna touch the plane this year because you know we we talked about it a little bit they have a they have a core they finally have a direction. I think they kind of know how they want to play. You know, they have a new coach. They were doing well under his system. You know, they started winning games, you know, in the second half of the season. So I think the Timberwolves are a playing team. And then I have the Pelicans as, you know, the ninth seed. So we're your two lower-level playing teams.
0: Okay, I got the Timberwolves and I got Memphis. Oh, okay. So kind of, I got Memphis taking a small step back, but not really. So Uh, I think... Like the Timberwolves under old buddy, I forget that coach's name, but Thanks. like Chris Finch, Finch, Chris Finch, like they're they're competent NBA back. They're not a joke, right? Yeah. They're not great, but they weren't a joke like they were before. And I think Anthony Edwards is gonna develop a little bit better. Um, and I hate to say it, you know, when D'Lo was like kind of coming off the bench again, it's like damn, that helped win again. And I think maybe they just lean into that. F fillings feelings, but either way it goes, I see them being like a a playing team along yeah. with Memphis. So let me let me be clear with that. I got uh, Minnesota at ten, and I got Memphis. No, I got Minnesota at nine. I got Memphis at ten.
1: Memphis at ten.
0: Okay,
1: okay, alright, not bad. Okay, so we're pretty much on the same page with you know slight differences. So in terms of the for the rest of the playing teams, I have the Blazers as the eight seed and the Clippers. I have the This one was hard. Okay, so I will full disclaimer. I struggled between the Clippers and the Warriors for that, you know, last, you know, the highest tier of playing spot seven. I just that I had to put the Clippers there just because I think the. Paul George element like he's gonna play great and I think the Clippers are deep enough but you know I think we forget in the last couple of seasons PG has missed quite a few games like he misses he's gonna miss I think he's gonna miss like double digit games and I think that's gonna hurt the Clippers I think I think they can get by with just Paul George and the guys but I don't think they can get by with long stretches without you know Paul George so I think I think they just might step into the plane.
0: Yeah, he he been low managing as much as Kawhi. No one paid it attention though. But you you one hundred percent correct on that. So I uh, whew, my eight. yeah, I'll go Clippers, and I, I am going to go. I'm gonna go Clippers and Warriors. Ooh. Um. So I got Clippers at the AC. I'm sorry. I got the Warriors at the AC. And I got the Clippers and the seventh seed. Um, I think Paul George is going to love manage, but I think Tyler was a good coach. And man, I thought they was going to lose Reggie and Batum, and they legit only lost, didn't lose now one of them. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, Paul George when he does play, he does miss a decent stretch of games, but I think he's going to see this as his redemption tour, quote unquote.
1: Season. Real MVP season.
0: Exactly, and I, I think I think this is going to be the best year of his career. Um, I think we got a taste of it in the playoffs, and I just think he's going to do that over a whole season. Um, also, while he did, he ha- he's he been low managing, but, you know, the game's going to be spaced out this year. So, it's not going to be, you know, you, you miss a week, that's four games. That's going to be like two or three games. So, I think that'll help. Um, they ain't gonna be getting tested like they was putting that stress on them, having to get up early. I think the bounce back will be better this year. So, yeah, I got the uh, I got the Warriors at eighth. I got the Clippers at seventh. The Warriors, like I'll take anybody's money. They want to bet. Um, nothing changed from last year except for these two rookies who are good. Uh, Kaminga has been have been more polished from the little stuff I've seen in Summer League than I thought he was, but it's Summer League. Who knows if that holds up, right? And then you basically, everyone's counting on Clay Thompson. And I'm like, I keep trying to figure out, like, I, I, dude, he just started running two weeks ago. Like the man just started running two weeks ago. Steve, <laughs> Kerr, Steve Kerr said he's far away from five on five. So how the hell is, like, dog, the season starts in six weeks. No, eight weeks. I'm sorry. Training camp starts in six weeks. So y'all expecting this man to, A, even play the beginning of another season. But, B, when he does play, be who he was. Like, that's, that's – it's illogical. Because they're the Warriors, people are going in. And I just think that's nuts. I think they, they're the same team. Uh, keep in mind, Wiseman, when he played, he killed them. The reason why they were playing team last year was because they tried to integrate him, and he tore his meniscus. I don't know if this is as bad as KP, but he tore it in April. So that means he ain't putting no work in. He ain't, like, developing his game. He's going to be, he's starting off where he was at when he stunk last year. So this Warrior type is out of hand. I saw, like, I think the Complex put out that they were going to be, like, the third seed or the fourth seed. I'm like, y'all smoking rocks. I feel like like, it's basically the same team plus two rookies and auto porter. And whenever, whatever Clay Tops can give you when he comes back. And that wasn't, that ain't, that's the AC, bro.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hear you. I, I had them, spoiler alert, I have them at six. So I didn't, I, I'm not too high and, you know, high on them either. Um, Yeah, I had, I had the Warriors at six and just the, quickly run off my top five I just had I have the Lakers number one the Suns the Jazz the Mavs then the Nuggets and then Warriors at six so those are my non-playing teams I mean I think it's pretty standard The Lakers they're kind of stacked I think I think they might have a little a, a few growing pains during the season trying to integrate everyone but I think once they have it you know clicking I think they're just going to run through <laughs> the regular season Suns, they're still going to be good. They have continuity working for them as well. Um, Jazz, same same thing. And for the Mavs, I think we do have continuity working for us. as much as the guys aren't on the level as the guy on the levels of the guys of the you know the Jazz and Suns. We, we still have continuity. So and then the Nuggets, they I think Jokic can still keep them afloat next year.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, who are your top your non playoff? Uh,
0: my top five teams in the sixth spot, I still think – I don't think Dame is going anywhere. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and let the Blazers stay in that sixth spot. That, it won't shock me if they fall off to 10 just because of they, that clutch. They were the most clutch team in the NBA last year. Historically, that's like luck as much as it's skill. Mm-hmm. So if that flips the other way, shit, they did a Tennessee, right, which is possible. Mm-hmm which is very possible. So we'll see from, but I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt, keep them at six. So number one, I'm going to keep the Suns in there because basically they're bringing everybody back and they they like getting a little bit better, right? Yeah. And Chris Paul teams always grind out regular season wins. Like they always, they max that. And the Lakers, I got it number two, just because they them old dudes. It's gonna It is going to take a minute to figure that out. That's not going to be a hit the ground running situation. I think the Lakers are the favorite to get out the West, but I don't think in the regular season, I, it won't be shocking if they like the three C. Um, number three, I got the jazz. They got, they, they had the best record in the NBA last year. No. Uh, was it the best record in the NBA? Yeah, it was
1: the best. Record. Okay.
0: Yeah. It was the best record in the NBA last year. They came back. They didn't get any worse in my opinion. Um, you know, the dudes are still young. Diamond Mitchell's still young. Even Rudy. he, You know, there's still some ways he can improve. I think Rudy ain't got a super low post game like that, but they they can get him the ball. He can do something with it. I think they're going to – I'm hoping they actually do that. So I got them at the three seed. Number four, I mean, I got Denver. I just think Jokic is that guy. And even when – um you know, Jamal Murray got hurt in the regular season last year. That's not something that's gonna hold up in the playoffs, but in the regular season, yeah, bro, four seed all day. Like, hmm. that's a good team. Like I, push came to shove, those mid-pack of guards couldn't guard anybody or score efficiently on uh in the playoffs, but Jokic is just good enough to get them quality enough shots and they decent enough players to where they'll be the four seed. And in the fifth seed for the second straight year is our Dallas Mavericks. It won't shock me if Tall Man, like I said, I'm predicting Tall Man to probably have the best year of his career. I do think his. If you look at like, I don't know the details of his. I don't know if he repaired his meniscus or removed it, but either one of them. You usually he
1: repaired it.
0: Okay. The repair actually gives me even more optimism because that, that's, that takes time. The the uh, removal, that usually has a quicker return to where you look like your old self, but it it, it shortens his, your career dramatically. So I, I think Tallman's going to look good. I won't be shocked if the Mavs, even if drajic don't show up, if they just run Luca into the ground as the number one ball handler. That... Luca being Luca and actually putting legitimate 3D and wings around him and tall man regaining his mojo I think is good enough to get up to the three seed but I don't want to bake on that so I'm putting him at five
1: that's that's fair so yeah we pretty much had similar rankings um for the west at least yeah that that's fair i like i've said the maps can be anywhere from three to eight I, I really wouldn't be you know too shocked um i mean we just like i said this is way too early rankings anyway moves are probably not you know they're definitely not done we don't know where marketing's going or jo- josh hart he's another name that could be sneaky good depending on who gets their hands on him um so yeah we, we'll just have to see and as for the um east I guess we we can table it for the next episode
0: yes ma'am so this is it you got anything else you want to go I'll go over anything else you want to discuss nope that, that that's it all right y'all this is uh the first sub hour episode um we've been the when we first started this the plan was to keep these at like 45 minutes and we've went over every single time. So we're going to keep it short. Content was light. We appreciate y'all rocking in here with us. Um, Our listenership keep going up. Uh, It looks like I'm going to have to record some ads here so we can start collecting some money because I ain't even turned the ads on because I didn't think that many people would listen. So we're getting to the point to where we can start getting a little couple dollars from it. So um, I think the only reason that's possible is because folks actually... Are listening to us and I appreciate it. Um, it's me, Dwight, at 517 2214 And uh, I, I'm out of here. SJ, you got anything you want to leave the people with?
1: No. Go Josh Green. That's that's all <laughs> I got.
0: <laughs> Go Josh Green, all right. And that's the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, prodigy young SJ at SJ Basketball League thank y'all for listening, folks. We holler at y'all. Oh, my birthday is August 23rd. I'll be in Vegas, so uh, we won't be doing this next week. I will be somewhere getting very drunk and gambling. So... uh, Yes, ma'am. And um, shout-out to everybody born on August 23rd. It's only the GOATs, Kobe, Seth Curry, and myself. We holler at y'all. Peace.